It's Wednesday, December 27th, 2017, and this is the Defender Podcast. I'm Rick Morton, sitting in for Herbie Newell. As 2017 comes to a close and as we anticipate the beginning of a new year, we want to take some time to review some of our favorite episodes and favorite moments from the first year of the Defender Podcast. Today, we're going back to July 17, 2017, when Herbie was in Uganda and sat down with Pastor Raphael Kajubi, the pastor of King Jesus Church in Busega, Uganda. Um, Raphael is a great partner and a great friend of Lifeline, and we were excited for, for Herbie to be able to sit down and share an interview with him with you. Lifeline partners with King Jesus Church through Strategic Orphan Care to help King Jesus Church care for orphan and vulnerable children in their own community and to make the gospel known in the community of Busega. Herbie's going to be back on Monday, January 8th with an all-new episode, but until then, we hope you enjoy this best-of episode. Here's our host, Herbie Newell. And so we, Caleb and I, traveled over Saturday and Sunday to get here to Uganda, and we are so excited, and what a blessing it was as we got off the plane to see Pastor Raphael and to be greeted by him, and then to even spend this morning with his family and touring Busega to be able to see the new site for King Jesus Church, as well as to be able to to just walk the community and see so many familiar faces. Uh, Of course, as any travel does, it didn't come without a little drama. When Caleb and I got here, we realized that our luggage had been lost. Yeah. (laughs) And so that was uh, already just an interesting uh, time, but uh, thanks be to the Lord, we had uh, purposely packed some clothes in our backpacks And so we should be absolutely completely fine. So, Caleb, just real quick, give some reflections. What was it like traveling from Birmingham, Alabama to Uganda? And what are your first thoughts about Uganda? Uh, Well, my first thoughts about Uganda is I really like Uganda like I thought I would. And um, the travel was a little tiring, but um, I got got well rested last night, so... So we got some good sleep last night and have had just some great hospitality by Pastor Raphael and Alan and their four beautiful girls. And so I just uh, am so grateful to have my brother from another mother, Pastor Raphael, here and got to talk a little bit about him uh, on Friday to just introduce uh, this trip. And so I remember it was 2010 when I first met uh, my brother from another mother, and we actually met in the dining room of the Sheraton in Kampala. And he came in, and we had this vision for helping particularly deaf kids and children that uh, potentially didn't have any families, and uh, was kind of sharing this vision a little bit. And I remember uh, Pastor said, well, I think I may know a community, I may know a pastor that would be interested And he asked if he could come pick me up on a Saturday and introduce me to this community, introduce me to this pastor. And much to my delight, when I got in the car that Saturday, that pastor was my brother, Pastor Raphael. And so the Lord has just been so gracious to us and this relationship and the importance of knowing as the body of Christ, that we are bound together by the blood of Christ. It is not our socioeconomic Uh, status. It's not our culture. It's not our countries, but it is the blood of Christ. And so I've just had just a blessing getting to know uh, my brother, Pastor Raphael. So Raphael, will you uh, just first tell everyone, what were you thinking when this Mzungu, this this white guy from the United States, starts coming talking this vision? It was different. Uh, I love the fact that, uh, like you're saying, this was a journey. 
to be honest, it's, it's, it, 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 my thoughts were all scattered, wondering, well, uh, practically I'm meeting this very good Muzungu, is, uh, I like him, he likes me, first impression, but overall, uh, are we going to, 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 to agree? Are we going to be able to, like scripture say, how can two people walk together unless they agree? My whole heart was thinking, this is another Muzungu who is going to have to come and then give me instructions. Do this for me, do this for our ministry in Birmingham. It was very different from the word God to ask me, Raphael, what is in, on your heart? What is on the heart of King Jesus Church? And ultimately, what was on our heart was to see the gospel go out. This is a Muslim infiltrated community. Uh, the Islam is growing rapidly. Uh, but there are these deaf children that everyone calls a caste, mm. and uh, the church was saying exactly once these kids come in, mm. loved and accepted, they are such an avenue mm. for us to gain ground and talk to the community and say, hey, this is different. We are doing this not because we are smarter than anyone or think different, but we do this because we were outcast ourselves and Christ Jesus redeemed all of us. Amen. 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 So I, I know uh, one of the things along this journey, so I came in 2010 and we were able to meet several of the kids, Anderson and Stephen and Adam and Utebi and uh, several of the other kids that are now part of uh, the school. The school. And the That's right. The school and the church. Uh, and then I came back a year later and I, I remember uh, even in that trip and meeting at King Jesus Church uh, in the courtyard there and the expectation you thought was to grow this school almost mm-hmm. to even a hundred. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember looking at you and I think it was a pivotal point in our relationship. And yeah. I said, well, what do you think? What is your vision? Uh, and uh, talk a little bit about how that's just different. How usually when Americans are coming to Uganda, they're dictating what exactly. to do. And uh, in the past, all I saw with America saying we want to come and partner was you had to do what you didn't necessarily want to do. Mm. Like when you talk about numbers, numbers was a, has always been a very big deal with many organizations from the U.S. Once they talk about the deaf children, to believe that this is a school, you have to have 100 plus kids, and then they will say, oh, there's a good program going. It was very different for us to be, from the world go to say, if there are two children, mm. Please consider on the two children. If there are three children, to sit now 25 children, loved, uh, but the 25, we are deep with each one of them. Their families are part of the church. Their families are friends. We know the ch- each child by name. Uh, it's totally different. It's never been the model of the American model relationship with, especially Uganda here. Uh, once you talk about orphanage, once you talk about children, they, everyone, like a president, I mean, especially in your capacity as a president of Lifeline, all I needed was to, like, you came in this morning, I have to line up a thousand kids, whether I get them from the streets or I get them from another district, I have to line up these a thousand kids, the president is coming. So to see you come, uh, if you're hugging just Anderson one, Steve, you know each one of them by name, and um, you're not demanding, Raphael, why are you not growing the school to a hundred? And these are five, six years now. Yeah. It's, it's, I've never seen it. And how I wish, actually, like I, I kept telling you from the airport, how I wish this can be true, not just for King Jesus and Lifeline, how I wish this can be true for many churches, mm-hmm. many ministries, that they can be true brotherhood, true partnership mm-hmm. that considers and 
gives attention to what needs to be done rather than what the agenda from the U.S. needs to be. That's right. And that's the neat thing that we've seen here in Busega is the discipleship that's happened. And will you just briefly talk about, because I think that's even a picture of God calling you to Busega, was that discipleship is investing life on life. And so just will you talk a little bit about your transition out of the church with your brother Mm. into now serving in Busega? Uh, The church with my brother, exactly what we are talking about, was serving with this American organization, big, huge evangelistic organization from the U.S. and Canada. And uh, the goal was to line up hundreds of thousands of people on an event, nightly or a weekend, but you're talking about a hundred thousand US dollars spent on a weekend or something like that. And uh, so to to see those 10 years, I faithfully, faithfully served with my brother, seeing how we staged all these different events in different cities. But you go back and there's nothing you can see, like, like, like it's ongoing was uh, something that led to my heart and asked, who am I doing this for? Mm. What are we changing? Mm. So to want to come to Busega and say, if there will be one child, mm. let's develop the relationship with this one child. Or if this fa- there's one family, let's develop the relationship with this one family. Mm. We know them, they know us, but we can work together for a long haul. Mm. Was a totally uh, the heart of what needed to be done. So to meet you as a Muslim from the U.S., what was scary was that, oh my goodness, I've bumped again into the footsteps of my former church where we've been doing this for the last 10 years and there are no results. So I'm concerned. I love you. I like uh, what you're telling me about life, right? But at the same time, I'm concerned. I'm going back to the same thing. Right. So I'm going to repeat the same thing that I'm trying to get away from. So to see that this has truly been a meaningful relationship and uh, very uh, very fulfilling to me, my wife and my children that decided to come in a community like Busega to do what we are doing right now is, um, it, I, I don't even know how to describe this happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, certainly a neat thing, and I think it's such a picture of what the gospel is. Absolutely. This is what Jesus does for us. He didn't, he didn't come when he came. He didn't heal everyone. He didn't feed everyone. He didn't uh, touch everyone. But he invested in 12 men who he told to go invest. And absolutely now, like you're here with your son, <clears throat> the idea is that the moment you would have told me, Raphael, I'm coming, then I'll be running maybe to the Sheraton where I found you for the first time, and uh, I'm going to find a room. Caleb is coming. I would have to forget about my little van I use every day with my mm-hmm. wife. I would have to rent uh, maybe a four-wheeler mm-hmm. to come pick you from the airport, pick Caleb, rush you to mm-hmm. maybe the Sheraton or the Serena, but for you to say, Raphael, I'm coming to see you, and I'm picking you up from the airport, and bring you to my house, mm-hmm. bring your son to the house, and I'm not getting chefs to cook, but the normal food I eat with my wife and children every day, uh, we are sitting to eat that together. It, it, I wish it can be like this. Mm. I wish it can be like this. And it's a beautiful picture of what brotherhood looks like. Absolutely. We've also had you in our home. Absolutely. And like I was telling you last night, uh, my kids still love to play Pastor Raphael's <laughs> game that you taught us. And so yeah. brotherhood and it unites us. Absolutely. And it brings us together that uh, we want to share common experiences together. And the beauty about this, because people might hear, Abby, that brotherhood, we are just enjoying friendship, me and you. 
But once this is here, there's absolute security. Mm. And then someone will, with a team, like the team we are working with here, we can step into what needs to be done and things get done. That's right. Like I tell, I, in terms of numbers, going back to the numbers, I can't tell you how many people have been saved, how many people have been mm-hmm. baptized, how many small discipleship groups have been developed as a result of concentrated work. I can't tell you how much multiplication mm-hmm. has come from uh, just doing things this way. Right. Pastors reached, churches reached, the community reached, uh, but but very differently. Not straining and not trying to perform or make anything happen. Amen. And so we we're going to get to spend our time this week training pastors, and yeah. and our prayer would be, and, and as you're listening to this podcast, you can pray with us that other pastors would get a vision for community transformation and seeing the gospel change one life at a time. And not this huge crusade or this huge event where uh, we're trying to manufacture things in people's lives, but true relationship that absolutely truly makes a difference. And so uh, we just are are grateful to be here and grateful for the opportunity to, to host the Defender podcast in Uganda. And this will not be the last time that you get to hear from my brother from another mother. Pastor Raphael, and certainly not the last time you'll hear Caleb this week. So, Caleb, any last words before we leave? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, he's still getting over jet lag, and so he will certainly. Uh, uh, we all will be a lot more rested in a couple of days. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or connect with me, please visit herbynewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. To learn more about Uganda, follow Unadopted on Twitter or Facebook by searching for Unadopted. And for more information about how you can get engaged with Lifeline, you can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the followers. We'll see you again tomorrow in Uganda for the Defender Podcast.